All right. I am so excited to introduce you to this next guest. Her name is Gemma Deller, and she is a psychic, medium, and intuitive advisor. Gemma shares the step-by-step process that she uses with her clients to help them create the life that they want. I met Gemma 14 years ago when we were living in Brooklyn, and I was opening up a bunch of gifts, and I didn't know what to do about it. I didn't have any friends who I could go and talk to or learn from. It turned out that Gemma, who was on my soccer team, also was opening up similar gifts. So we began getting together and practicing and honing our skills. It's so amazing that 14 years later, we're on this podcast now and sharing what we've learned with this journey so that we can help others to heal. What I love about Gemma is how she just keeps it real. She tells you like it is. She doesn't hold back. She's passionate. She loves what she does. And you're going to hear that in this podcast. She's going to be cursing. So you might want to muffle your ears <laughs> or watch when you're listening to this because Gemma doesn't hold back. And I love that about her. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce Gemma Deller. Let's get started. Welcome to the Affiliate Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Stark. In this podcast, I'll be sharing messages of hope, healing, and transformation. I'll teach you how to shift your mindset, conquer your fears, and become the best version of you. You'll get to witness healings as well as hear from my mentors, teachers, and about the extraordinary journey I've been on for the last 14 years. My connection with energy is so strong and I can't wait to share it with you. Let's get started. So yeah, yeah. otherwise it'd be a um, lot of editing, um, but yeah. You would have been doomed. You would have been so fucking doomed. So I just told Gemma that she could curse and she goes, oh, so I can curse my art. You, you would have been so fucking doomed. <laughs> you would have been so fucking doomed. Because you would have just been beep, 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 beep. You would have had to been like, you would have had to put singing bowls because it would have been so bleeped out. You would have had to come up with something very creative to figure out how to air this podcast. You were like, so I can curse my fucking brains out. <laughs> I can curse my fucking brains out. No, because like, honestly, I realized that I can't really be on podcasts or interviews what you can't because I literally become this, I become so stiff. Yeah. Like I have to like go so slow and be like, um, so <laughs> then you, first you put your foot in front of your other one. Then I'm like, fuck. Oh, sorry. Wait. Okay. Can we retake that? It's a mess. It's like Catholic school all fucking over again. I can't. <laughs> then I'm like, I'll just take myself to the principal's class. <laughs> it's um, a hot mess. Yeah. No, I see energy or uh, swearing or cursing is energy. And I just it's don't passion. Want... Yeah. 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 I'm passionate. I can't help it. God made me. Yep. You would love it. My son thinks cursing is hilarious. So whenever I say the F word, he thinks it's just the funniest thing. <laughs> It's beautiful. Listen, this is what I did with JD, right? My kid for all of you out in podcast land. So what I did with him is I gave him specific periods of time because I I explained to him very young, the world is not going to understand your filthy mouth and you're my DNA. So you're going to have one. This is just, let's just put this out there. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to create little pods of time where you can just curse as much as you want. And then you're shut down. And when you're older, do as you wish. So go. And he would just have at it. (laughs) 
kind of shit he would come up with, I, I would be like, damn. Like, the stuff that would come out of that kid's mouth was worse than what would come out of my mouth and the curse push in third grade in St. Williams in the back of the school. Oh, it was unbelievable. I would be like, whoa, where did you come up with that? You're like, you're only eight. It was unbelievable. And then I'd be like, all right, curse time's over. Shut it down. You're done for the week. And he'd be like, okay, I'm good. Yesterday, I had to tell him that he had to wait till he was 16 to curse. We tell him that he has to be 16 to do everything. <laughs> Anything that's fun, You're really. done when he's 16. <laughs> I he's know. like, happy birthday to me. Fuck, it's here. <laughs> happy fucking birthday to me. <laughs> I know. It's, uh, he wants to go scuba diving, jump out of a plane, go on I air, hot air airplane. I want to be 16th birthday so bad. <laughs> Swear. And probably drink liquor. Like, he's just, it's, he's waiting. Um, he's waiting. <laughs> He's um, gonna put a birthday counter on his phone. And I know. Be like, <laughs> he's five and a half. He's gonna be six actually in like a couple weeks. So um, super the countdown cute. has begun. I ten know. Years. Ten years. Oh shit! Wow. Ten years. Ten years. You got the ten bomb. You are done. Oh god. Enjoy. Enjoy the decade. <laughs> he, the, the next thing he told me was when he was twenty-one, he wanted to do the TT races and sit in the next the cart next to the motorcycle, and I was like. Over my dead body. <laughs> he's like, they okay, go 200 miles an hour with no seatbelt. And he's like, it sounds great. <laughs> like, no, I did not give like, to you to Mom's do Mom's funeral in 19 years, <laughs> TT cars in 20. <laughs> um, okay, so Gemma, let's get started. Actually, that's funny. I always say that on the podcast. Let's get started. Perfect. First of all, I'm interviewing Gemma Deller, and she is a medium and a psychic and a coach personal transformation coach, I would assume. That's what, what do you call yourself? Oh, I like that. That's fancy. I call myself. <laughs> that's what I call myself. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's awesome. You know what? I, after all these years, still haven't come to terms with any of the damn time. I know it's, yeah, it's tough. I, I just went on my website and I was like, yeah, I'm going to take this down. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is what I do every couple of years. I'm like, I hate this title. People call me psychic medium. I don't know. I went through intuitive advisor there's honestly, there's no right title. Right. You know, we know a lot of shit about things that we shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm a, I'm a natural disruptor. Yeah. I walk into your life. I'm going to see your truth. Yep. You're yep. going to hate me or you're going <laughs> to love me depending on where you're at. Right. Right. Because totally. I'm, I'm going to see beneath the curtain. Yeah. I always have. And I'm going to say it because it comes out. Because you're from Brooklyn. Because I'm because I'm fucking from Brooklyn, <laughs> and I'm a lie detector, so that's a yeah. lethal combination. Totally, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So if you engage with me, and I'm not somebody who doesn't have discretion, so I'm not trying to blow up spots. Right. But if you stand there in front of me, or you booked a session with me, this is this is the straight up stupid. When you book a session with me, and then you come in, and you're just like either spewing bullshit or posing or fake and like no I'm, I'm all good no you're not like no. you're here <laughs> you're here you want to fucking do work <laughs> right well okay <laughs> so let's spend 40 minutes with fake and then five minutes no let's blow the shit up yeah get the work done and get you to better right right so in a very like, loving way right like you just right. you're like all right listen, or in a I, very brooklyn way yeah <laughs> If you've come Either to way me, it works. yeah, like if you've come to me, then you know the teacher that you're dealing with. Right, right. Right. And I'm never here to hurt you, but I'm a scoop of truth that's real. I'm not going to have a friendship circle when you come here. No. Like, and that's nice, 
for yeah, those people that want you. that. You're not, yeah, you're not too woo, right? You're like real. Right. And I'm down with the woo, but in the way that I dish it out. Totally. There's a reason I chose New York, right? And, and it took me a while to get to this because when I first came into this world, everybody was so <laughs> and I was like, Jesus, are you sure? Like, <laughs> wait, are you sure I'm in the right room? Because first of all, I'm like in a female body, like a dude. Let's start there, right? <laughs> so I'm already that fish out of water. Now I'm walking into a room where everybody's talking like this. I'm like, yeah, what's up? <laughs> like, so I have all kinds of <laughs> puzzle pieces that don't fit. Are you sure? Right. Well, that's why. So let me just tell everybody. So I met Gemma early on my journey to becoming a healer. And I think you were pretty much only like a couple of years in. Like oh, I was a guppy. Yeah. Well, we were soccer. So we're soccer mates, which is yeah. an awesome connection. Yeah. So we kind of came on teamwork, right? As a team, which is important because this whole healer thing is about a team, right? This whole planet thing is about a team. Totally. And that's the thing we got to get with this team, with this timeout that we're in is right. if we can understand teamwork, then we'll get out of this a lot quicker mm-hmm. just in case anybody wants the nugget in advance. It's funny because I wrote down what the nugget would be for that. So great. Yeah, well, Thanks. there it is up front. So anybody <laughs> who wants to hang up can do it, but don't because it's a dope podcast. Anyway, <laughs> but the nugget in advance is, is about hard connection and teamwork straight up. Yep. So we came into it teamwork, but... Just for everybody, we came in buying for the same damn position. <laughs> we both want a striker, remember? Oh my gosh, <laughs> we I totally both want a damn that. striker position. But it was cute because we were, we liked each other. That was the yeah, problem. Yeah, yeah we yeah. really liked each other. Yeah, we we're cool. Then. So we played, we played with each other. But then the big kicker was we found out, oh shit, we're both into the woo. Yeah. So now we really liked each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we used to play spiritual games and practice our intuition and all the time. And yeah. imagine that on the soccer field. Oh my god. Just yeah. one look and it's like, oh, we know exactly where the ball's going. Yep. Amazing. Mm-hmm. And there was one time I remember, I think it was my surprise party, where you were trying to hold the secret. <laughs> For my surprise Oh party. my gosh, yeah, I'm <laughs> terrible. <laughs> well, it's hard when it's psychic, right? Yeah, it's yeah, a yeah, psychic yeah. thing, and I'm a lie detector, so you just wanted to get the hell out of my house. <laughs> because, But you were supposed to be bringing me to the party. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy, yeah. right? So yeah. we learned about it early on, but I was a guppy back then, and I also didn't want my gift. Like, I, yeah, you, you were resisting it. Yeah. yeah, you embraced it and were excited about it, and I was like, oh my God. She's a thorn in my side because all she wants to do is play these games. And I want, and I don't even want people to know I have this gift. And she's like, let's play a psychic game. And I'm like, ah. Uh. And then you were always like, let's go to these psychic like fairs. Let's go to like all, you wanted to do all this. Like, let's go to these groups. Like, to, and I was like, oh. but thank God for you because I wouldn't have done any of that stuff. Like I was so resistant. It is. I mean, Gemma, what you were doing was way more scary than what I was doing. I mean, talking to dead people is a scary thing. Can be scary thing. Yeah. I mean, it was opening up so fast too. It was for you. It was going like lightning speed. Yeah. Um. So why don't you share about like what what caused that opening up? Honestly, it was it was a crazy thing. It was so I've had it since I'm very little. I've always had it. I hid it. I did not want anybody to know I had it. I've had it since I can remember. I've known I had this gift. I had asthma as a little kid, so I spent a lot of time in a room. When I was little, we didn't have the things for asthma as we do now. Mm-hmm. So it, was, it wasn't as 
they didn't know about everything. So my parents, bless their hearts, and they were an older generation than the parents were of my when I was coming up. So they were even a further generation back. So they really didn't know a lot about a lot. They literally had me in a room with a vaporizer from March till June. I was sequestered. So I really learned to me. And back, back then, we didn't have a television in the room. So it was just me, some yeah. books. And I hated reading as a kid. I did not like reading because my comprehension wasn't, it was, it's kind of like I daydreamed really good, but I didn't focus really well. I'm very good at just doing this, <laughs> which is great for my gift, right? Because right. I like go out of my body so easily. So I did that for a, like, I guess meditation was mm-hmm. my jam because I could just do this for like hours and I was just out of the body, constantly out of the body. So I learned through childhood, I learned how to just constantly take trips without being. And the one thing that was really killer for me was I was violently allergic to animals, which crushed me as a kid. Mm. Cause I loved animals. Like I was that little kid that was saving birds. If they fell out the tree, I'd come home and I'd have a shoebox in my mouth. Oh, what did you do now? I said, I didn't do anything. I just, it needs a home. <laughs> Mom, we can't, it needs a home. And like my father, you know, built this massive rabbit pen in the backyard because I couldn't have indoor animals. So we had all these rabbits running around the backyard. They were like, you know, my rabbits because I couldn't have animals inside. So we had to figure out. So when I was in that sequester time, the class would go to the Long Island game farm as a class trip and it wrecked me. So I had to escape and try to be there with them. So the only way to do that was to go out of the body and be there. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cool. That's how I could be there with them. Was to like close my eyes and be there with them. Because huh. it's so painful to not be able to go and be there that I had to figure out a way to be there. So it was things like that that would teach me to be out of the body. It was crazy. And then flash forward, incidents would happen as I was getting older where I would know, like if a friend of mine would start going out with somebody and I'd be like, oh, this is not good for them. So I just <laughs> knew stuff way before I should know stuff. I learned though, being in Catholic school, keep your mouth closed because I was always in trouble because mm. I would fly off at the mouth. Somebody would say, a teacher would say something. I'd be like, that's a lie. You can imagine where that got me. What? <laughs> that's not good. <laughs> it got me to the place where they kicked me out of Catholic school saying, get out, Jezebel. True story. Wow. Yeah, true story. Get out, Jezebel. And ask me never to come back. Wow. Epic moment. <laughs> How old were you then? Oh, 10th grade. Oh, wow. That was my grand, that was my swan song from Catholic school. Yeah. <laughs> So then I know that you wound up with uh, hospitalization, right? For asthma one time. Yeah, that was, I mean, that was a, it was one of the, so I'm not very good at listening to my guides either. And so it was like late, way later on when it was like, it was a moment where I was deciding whether or not to actually go into this work. So the catalyst to me actually doing this work for like a living was my best friend bought me a deck of tarot cards. And I was like, oh, this will be fun. Because I was always like down with the world. I just wasn't like, I was like a closet case, right? So I was like, <laughs> I was, if somebody pulled out crystals, I'd be like, oh, that's interesting. If somebody pulled out tarot cards, I'd be like, read me. I was always that one that was like, I'll do it. But I would never tell anybody I had the gift. I was always the one you could do it on. Hmm. But I wasn't the one that would say, I have the gift. But if we ever went into like any witchy shops, the person, the practitioner would go, you have light around you. And I'd be like, like I didn't want them to like, right. Or they'd be like, you're special. And I'd be like, I'm not, I'm not, I am everyone else. Shut your mouth. Right. 
Don't point out my name being Gemma. Don't point out my voice being distinctive. I just want to melt in with everybody else. Like right. I didn't want to be pointed out. So she buys me this deck of tarot cards. And I'm like, oh, this will be fun. We should meet on Friday nights, all of us, all, all my friends. We should meet on Friday nights and we should drink. I should throw this. Genius idea, right? Not so much. <laughs> so there we go. We're throwing back the cosmos and I just start throwing. The gift flies out of me. Because, I mean, when you drink, you have yeah. no control. Right. Well, yeah. <laughs> a lot right. of things jump in. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of things fly out. Right. So here I start saying, oh, my God, that guy is horrible for you. Yeah. What's his name? Such and such. Well, you know what? Wait around because so-and-so is coming and I'm throwing out names. I'm throwing out specifics. I even went so far to say to somebody, you think so-and-so is married to a man? No. I didn't even know this person. I told a friend of mine, you think your friend so-and-so is married to a man? No. She's been with a girl for years. She goes to an event where this friend who I'd never met is, she calls me at three in the morning and goes, holy shit. <laughs> How the fuck did you know that? I was like, click. <laughs> so the jig's up. Now my friends have a French invention where they're like, you need to do something with this gift. And I'm like, no, no, let's just all have pizza. Forget this never happened. Like we were drunk. It might've been a fluke. They're like, nope. And I'm like, all right. So I have this thing. So I agree. I'll put a website up. When it fails, you guys have to leave me alone. Here we are 10 years later, but in the interim of that, I'm fighting. I meet my spirit guides. I go into meditation. I meet them. And the one guy that I meet that works on my physical body, who shall remain nameless, because I feel like when I call her name, she gets activated. (laughs) (laughs) And my physical body is something that got very defunct when I started doing this work Hmm. because I had gotten it really good when I was playing soccer. You know, I was really, I was an athlete. And I had gotten into really, really good and everything. But when you do this work, if you don't, like they told me, they said, when I started doing this work, my, the guide said, you have to train like an Olympic athlete. And I was like, bullshit. I mean, you of all people, you know the physical body. You know how resistant I am to that shit, right? Yeah. Well, I was always eating all them sprouts and, and, and chia seeds. And I was like, come on, you can eat some pasta. <laughs> come on, Abe. <laughs> Just have the chocolate chip cookie. You're good. Like, I'm like, I I don't abide by that shit. And I still, to some extent, believe that you can eat certain things. And so I'm still grappling with the can and cannot, all that stuff. But like, even things like take a salt water bath, those kind of things, I was absolutely, even drinking water, I was like, no, you don't. Like I was an asshole. Like I was a complete <laughs> I remember I the whole water thing. We had a conversation. I'm like, I dude. Was a dick. Oh my God. just drink water. Just, yeah. And I was like, why? I was why like, do I need to drink water? Seriously, dude, you have my tongue's like I'm like, but why? So my guide was like, okay. I mean, she's literally throwing me down to the ground. She's my what my other friend literally has seen her throw me. Holy no, God. like she's crazy. <laughs> but I know why I signed her on because I'm right. crazy too. Yeah, yeah, you're. Yeah, you need somebody to counteract that. Like, I'm an asshole. So when you're an asshole, you need someone. And when you grow up with five brothers, you need someone who'll give you the smackdown. <laughs> so she, one time, I was like, I was smoking back then. Like I was smoking cigarettes, like a fiend. And I knew this is not helping me. This particular thing is not helping me. And I'm not downing anybody that smokes. Listen, do you? If that works for you, 
I never judge anybody. Do the fuck you. I cannot judge you if it works for you. I know people that run marathons and smoke. Baller. It didn't work for me. Smoking cigarettes did not work for me. We ain't talking about today's 420 day. So yeah, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not talking about weed because I am down with cannabis. Cannabis is a medicine. That's a different thing. But cigarettes did not work for me. Did I make that clear enough? All right. <laughs> okay. So I kept hearing her say, you got to let go of those. And I was like, no, I enjoy my cigarettes. Well, the worst asthma attack I've ever had. I'm crawling to the bathroom going, I'm going to fucking die today. Shit. Oh my God. So I text Tracy, my best friend. Help. Asthma. Bad. Now. It's all I could get in a text. You know when all you can text is that? Yeah, yeah. You're fucked. She comes from her apartment. She grabs me. You go to the hospital. I get admitted. Um, I'm in the hospital. And the doctors can't even figure out why they can't break this asthma. And I'm saying to I'm literally saying to them, because I'm having a battle with my spirit guy. <laughs> and I'm being a stubborn fuck. And it won't break <laughs> until I agree to something. And they're like, but you're in like the worst part of asthma. Like we're really concerned. I'm like, I know. I'm not going to die. I'm good. Don't worry. <laughs> so eventually in the wheel, this really old, I don't know if it was a male or female. And they put her in, put, I think it was a heart in my room. It's only me in the room. And I hear the death rattle. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck are they bringing her in my room? And they leave her there. And I'm like, wait, no, this can't be. And she's in there for like, and I had a friend in my room. My friend's like, I got to go. I can't deal with this. My friend books. I'm like, wait, what? So it was like I a real actual her. person in the room with you? I, like, as far like- as I know, <laughs> an actual living corpse in my room. Just doing that for hours. And I'm like, so it's a standoff. And I'm like, nope, I'm not budging. I'm not budging. And so finally, I can't take it anymore. It's like torture. So I'm like, fine. I quit. I will never smoke again. In rushes a fucking team of physicians and one of them looks at me and says we are so sorry she was put in here accidentally we'll get her out right now and they rush her out oh my gosh awesome so that that's what that is (laughs) i never that is the team on the other side assisting us that's totally great oh my god (laughs) i was so mad but i was like that is magical and then i like i appreciated the magic but the hatred and the magic all at once, it was beautiful. It was amazing. Yeah, but then, but you know, like you made that shift in that moment and like you couldn't Totally. Go back. Yeah. No, I loved every bit of the epic drama of it all. Yeah. Like, and I knew that I wrote that whole, like yeah. I wrote her in. I wouldn't want it any other way. Like mm. it was such a moment of, I know you're the perfect guy for me. The hatred and the love I feel for you is so beautiful. Like <laughs> it was perfect for me, right? Right. Like, right. and that's the thing is our guides are perfect for us. Because I need an epically dramatic guide like that. I'm always like, be gentle with me, please. But if my guide was gentle with me, I'd be like, punk. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, can you be gentle with me? And then it doesn't feel like it was so gentle. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you were like, ah. I'm like, oh, this stuff was not supposed to be like that. <laughs> Probably like, we saved you from a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like you have no idea. all right so tell me about your first experience of realizing that like you were going to do mediumship like I remember working with you you know obviously I we said that we did the psychic games and stuff like that and you would have people come through and you just be like like I remember I got a reading from you one time and you were talking about um some people who passed over in my family and I was like oh this is so amazing but like 
talk about your experience. Like one of the first times I was, you were just like, this fucking is real. It's working. It can change people's lives to deliver this kind of message. It's all that beginning stuff. So like when I first put up the website, it was real. Honestly, it's really my friends. It's all of you guys. Cause you guys like kind of bombarded me and started to set up these, like all my friends started to set up these like little gatherings and started to, I started to read my friends and they started to set up these gatherings of like of people and just forced me to read. I knew it was very divine because my friends don't do that. Like my friends are not, we don't, force each other to do anything. We're really respectful that way. So this was really the first time that they were like, you have to do this. So whenever we're like that with each other, we really listen to each other because we don't really infringe on each other that way. We're really conscious about giving each other space and boundaries and that kind of thing. So we really do hear each other when it's like, you need to do this. It's very important to be like that with, I guess, with your pod of people to be super respectful of boundaries so that when somebody says you need to do this, you hear them because then you're like, you never act like that. Now I need to hear that person. You know what I mean? Because then there's no person that cries wolf. So when they all converged on me and they were like, no, this is something that's important. You need to do it. As much as I wanted to be like, no, I had to hear them because I have so much respect for my circle that when everybody was saying it and, and responding to it that way, and I, I knew that it was there was a lot of fear, I could separate the fear from it being a bad feeling. And that was so important. So I started to do these readings and there was just no denying that like I knew shit that I couldn't have known. Even with the closest of people, I would tell them things that I didn't know, I wasn't there for. And so when that happens, and it still happens to this day, where I'll say something and, you know, I see psychics or mediums reading and they act so calm and collected when they read. They're like, "Uh uh-huh, and your mom is here and her name is such and such and and they're so together. And this is me. I'm like, your mom's here and her name is Linda. And they're like, that is her name. I'm like, holy shit, really? Like, (laughs) every day is Christmas for me. I still do that to this day. Because to me, it's still unbelievable Mm. that little me is doing this. It's still much bigger than, like, it's still so big. Mm. And it's like when, when somebody comes to me and says, oh my God, you saved my father's life. I'm like, nope, nope, nope. I am just a telephone. I, it's very, that's very hard information for me to receive. Mm. And that's not me trying to be like, oh, anything. That's just, it, that's a really, that's a really heavy thing. Right. That's like, that's a lot. So that took a long time for me to even get. And, and a big one was when, when I would hear so-and-so is going to cross and I would tell somebody go to them because mm-hmm. this is what I heard. And I still have issue with that because that's a lot. Like right now there's somebody who I know who is dealing with this COVID stuff and they had to put them in. Um, You hear me talk slow because confidentiality is massive for us, right? So you know that. And so when we start talking about a case, we have to walk slowly because we have to respect the confidentiality. So I'm just being careful not to divulge. So I'm dealing with somebody whose sister and cousin has COVID and has been placed in an induced coma. 
And so they contacted me and I had heard something when I went into a meditation where I went and spoke to her. And I know the woman because I've read her before. And when I went in, I actually got to see her and speak to her. And she was there with her dad who's crossed over. And I could feel her like snuggling into the conversation with her dad. Like she just wanted to stay there. But where they were was like this like holding room because it's not her time. And so I was busy. I got tough with her and I was like, listen, I get that you all snuggling down with daddy, but it just ain't your time. So I'm going to be the bearer of bad news for you. You got to get your ass up in a couple of days, get out this coma and come back to the cold. Mm. And I said to the father, you got to tell her. And he was like, yeah, you do. I was like, he'll be waiting for you, but you got to come back. And she fought with me a little bit. And I was like, I get it. I, who wouldn't want to stay here? So we went through this back and forth. And they told me three days she'll be back. I went back and forth. Do I give this information? And part of it was ego. I'll own it because I was like, what if she doesn't come back? And that's really none of my business, but we're human. Mm-hmm. But I was like, what if she doesn't come back? And now I've told them, got her hopes up. Mm got their hopes up. So I debated back and forth. Do I give the information? And so I talked to one of my other guides and I was like, does it hurt if I don't give the information? And the answer was no, it won't hurt them to not give the information that three days she'll be back. So I gave the information in a way that was like, listen, I spoke to her. I told her it was her choice. It does not feel to me that it's her time to cross over. So I feel that she's coming back, but I didn't say three days. Mm. I didn't want them holding on in a way that would work against them. Right. Three days came, three days she came back. Or no, the day before they started to get really desperate. So I told them a day before, okay, listen, here's the deal. I was not going to tell you, but now you're starting to worry and it's looking bad that she said three days, which means tomorrow relax. So they relaxed the next day and she started to get better. So right now it's still in the process, but she seems like she's getting better. But it's like stuff like that. It's heavy. Yeah. Like it's still a lot. It's still a lot because you've got people that think that you're like this magical creature. I'm not a magical fucking creature. Right. We I'm have not. human emotions. Like we, we get the, the message, but like we're still human and we still don't want that responsibility sometimes. Right. And, and we're, the only difference is that we have something where we're more open to something that they are eventually going to be open to. Because that's what's happening is this paradigm shift where everybody is going to eventually be open to the 4D and the 5D. We just happen to be more open to it. The way Derek Jeter came in and he just plays baseball more naturally. But if somebody learned, they could better themselves and become a really great baseball player. Right. It's that. We're natural. We might be more natural at it. Or might be more natural at this part of it or that part of it. Right. But it's our, it's like our birthright to connect. Yeah. So to have that put on us where it's like, you are my connection. I'm back in the confessional where I have to talk to a priest to get to God. No, you don't need me to connect. It drives me crazy when people are like, hi, guru. I'm like, nope, <laughs> cut that shit out right now. Don't put that shit on me. Hell right. nah. Yeah. Hell exactly. nah. Cause I'll do something real fucked up in front of you to make you know I ain't too good. <laughs> <laughs> like swear. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I mean, we, that, I think that's probably why you evolved more into a coach, right? So you could show people how they can become or get closer to that connection. I mean, I guess like even the word coach kind of even kind of bothers me because I find that people get super reliant as opposed to, I like to call myself an inspirer. I like to spark shit. I like to light the fire and then you go. And people sometimes get too reliant on coaches. Right. I just want to be a fucking fire starter. Mm. Let me start your fire, but you fucking keep it burning. You keep that shit burning. Check in with me every now and then. I got you there, but don't don't get dependent on me. Yeah. You got you. Right. You got You'll have all the tools. Fucking thing. Yes. Yes, exactly. You got everything it takes. You actually have more than I can ever give you. Right. You got more for you than I can ever give you. You walk away knowing that I did my damn job. Mm -hmm. You will bless you more than I can ever bless you. I'm not magical. You're magical for you. That's mm -hmm. what you got to know. Totally. To me, that's, that's the best message anybody can get. That's what I want people to get when they come to me. It's to know you ain't never got to see me again. And people are like, why would you tell them that you're going to lose your business? Good. The day you don't, the, the day the public don't need me, ah, it's a beautiful fucking world. It's true. I'm not worried about that shit. I got a zillion things to do. I got a zillion things I can be doing. There's always something that we can be doing. I want people to not need us. I totally agree. It's called expansion, right? Right, right, And right. there'll be a, a zillion more dope things for us to freaking create and do. So, so why is creativity your jam? You had oh mentioned that. Oh my God, I fucking love creativity. I'm obsessed with it. Hold on, I need to drink my tea now. I'm going to drink my water. <laughs> so I just have my water. I'm like, <laughs> so I don't know when it was. I mean, it had to have been like years and years and years ago. It probably started, I'm going to say, maybe with the Celestian Prophecy, maybe. And that had to be, oh God, the 90s. It had to be the 90s. It had to be. It was the Celestine Prophecy, meaning the, the book. Yeah. yeah. I picked up that book. It must have been that book. It might have been something before that, but that was the first book that I remember reading and going, oh my God. Yes. Like, yes. Almost like life's never going to be the same. This is how I'm going to go through my life. Nothing's by mistake. And it was really riveting because it was a year that, that, a 18 wheeler slammed into my car, but because of that book and nothing being by mistake, I stopped. The whole world got silent. Like my ears got muffled. I was on the freeway driving back from school. My son was in the back seat. He wasn't even one yet. He was in daycare at this, the college I was going to. And I blew out my tire car pulled over and I stopped and I was like, wait, now are you supposed to get out or stay in the car? I couldn't remember. And all of a sudden I very, very solidly knew get out of the car and go to the exit. I didn't even know where the fuck the exit was. I get out of the car on this very busy, the Long Island Expressway, which is incredibly, yeah. yes. And it's midday on the LIE, which is crazy. Extreme silence. Everything gets muffled. I turn around because somebody's behind me. There's nobody there. And I hear, get the stroller, get him out, get to the exit behind you. Okay, so I do it because of this fucking book. So I get him out, I walk up to the exit, calm as anything. Like it's literally like the laziest ocean feeling. 
get him up. I don't even remember walking how far it was. Get up there. I walk up. I get to the top, to the exit, to the overpass. And I see a whole bunch of people standing there. And I said, what are you looking at? They said, there's a disabled car there. And I see smoke. They said an 18 wheeler just hit it. Holy Point of impact where he was sitting. Holy shit. You can't tell me that kid ain't here to do something. Right. Right. Okay. So that book was life changing kid, life changing. From that moment on, I was like, there's a reason. Okay. So I just started to get obsessed with why are we here? I mean, I was always obsessed with this kind of stuff, but there it was like this purpose, this reason. So I just started looking into it. So then flash forward now, it's about maybe 15 years ago or something like that. And I started really getting into law of attraction when that came out, secret law of attraction, all that. But it started really pissing me off because everybody started using all these buzz terms. Think about, think about it. You create what you, you you've heard them all. You know, what are some of the terms they say? Um, like attracts like. What the fuck does that mean? I was like, okay. So if I smile, I attract a smile. Like, I didn't know what, it, it was just too airy-fairy for me. And I was getting mad. So I'm like, all right, I need this to be tangible. If I want headphones, I want to see the headphones. I don't want like attracts like. What does it mean if I, like, how do I actually create them? So I set out on this mission to learn how to create. And it was a crazy journey of frustration, 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 listening to different people and figuring out where the holes were and then coming up with, okay, but I want practical application for it. And I finally figured out that it's not just thought. It's not just believing. It's not just taking action. There is an actual formula for the shit. Oh, you want to know what's on show? I do. <laughs> I was like, is she going to tell us? <laughs> I love that. You know I love that's formulas. A, that's a little kid in me. I know. <laughs> that's a little kid in me. I was like. <laughs> okay, so, so anyway, so it starts out with ask. Like it starts out with you have to ask. And, and whenever I say that, I love my client's face. They're like. <laughs> and I'm like, listen, asshole, I know you think you know you ask. You don't ask. Because when I ask you what you ask for, you're like, well, the universe knows. There's the problem. No, it doesn't. I dare you to go on Amazon and say, Amazon knows, and tell me what you get. <laughs> go into a restaurant. I know you can't right now. Okay, I'd like to take you back two months ago. Go into a restaurant and say, you know. You know what I want. What you get. <laughs> Right. You know, because you know. And tell me what they put in front of you. You have to know what the fuck you want. When you go on Amazon, they want the size, the color, the thing. How so many? That's where you, <laughs> how many? No, absolutely. They want the specs. Right. That's where you got to spend your damn time. What do you want? If you watch Scandal, the hell does Olivia Pope ask? She gets real close and she goes, what? do you want? She gets real up in your face and ask that. But if you don't know your end game, then you're fucked. You got to know what you want. You got to spend time there. But what do we do? Little control freaks that we are. And I say that lovingly or not. <laughs> we say, this is how I'm going to do it. But wait, wait, wait. what are you going to do? Hold on. I got the plan. But wait, the plan for what? I got the plan. Okay, good. But you have not said what you got the plan for. And guess what? The universe don't need you to have the plan because the universe got the plan. The universe is still asking you what? 
Well, we're so busy coming up with the damn how, mm. what the universe handles, that we never ask for what we want. So I digress. And I just like to say that. I digress because it makes me sound smart. <laughs> ask for what the hell you want. So take your time, sit and write. And writing, there's something to writing that puts power in it. So sit, and if you don't know what you want, put down the aspects of it. So if you're like sitting there and you're like, I know I want a different career because I hate my job. Good, that's a great starting place. Mm. What do you hate about it? Write it down. I hate this, I hate that. But don't stop there. Because if you stay in the hate, all the universe hears is the things that you hate and it will create that. Right. So say, I hate this, therefore I want, therefore I want, Therefore, I want, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how you get to what you want, just get to it. So once you have all the specs, and I, I cannot stress enough to stay in that creation space and make it fun. Do a diorama, do diagrams, do vision boards. Vision boards are not because vision boards make something happen. They're because they well up feelings in you. Because that's what we're really trying to get to with the want is right. the feeling. Okay, so from the want... Now comes the feeling. And the second step, step two is to vibe the hell up. Get the feeling of what you want and create the, get the vibe. Get the vibe through gratitude. Get the vibe through the feeling of what it is that you want, but get to the vibe. Because if you don't get to the vibe, you're not in the place to receive. Mm -hmm. You can ask for what you want, but if you're not in the receiving zone, all that shit's coming in. And guess who's not there to get the package? Mm Mm-hmm. So what's the point of ordering from Amazon if you don't go downstairs in the building to where they drop off the package? <laughs> Stupid, right? No point. Okay, so now raise your vibe up. The frequency, vibe, same thing. If vibe is to woo-woo, say frequency for all the science people out there. My brain's part science too, so I needed to say frequency for a long time. So I realized surfer people say vibe, and I hang out in Hawaii a lot, so vibe is just as cool. Raise your vibe, your frequency to a high place. The easiest, fastest way is through gratitude or love, not the airy-fairy love, but loving something. I love my tea. I love pasta. So love, love anything. Love the vision of what you want. Love the idea of getting it. Get there. Now you're in receiving mode. Okay. Very important. Mind your business. Don't handle the universe's job. Right. Don't figure out how. Yeah, we're not out there like telling Amazon workers, excuse me. (laughs) Ain't nobody jumping in the kitchen (laughs) trying to be like, listen, chef, this is how you make it. Mind your business. Have you ever sat at a table with somebody who bitches and moans? Yeah. How slow does the food come? Oh, God, yeah. Right, that's a low vibe. Mm. Right? High vibe is when you sit and you talk, and you're like, oh, my God, and you're like, damn, that food came fast. You even sometimes question, did they have this (laughs) pre-made? Is it fresh? Because it comes so fast because your vibe's high, right? right? Just going back to the vibe, right? Now, going back to mind your business, right? We don't get on Amazon and worry about shipping. We don't worry about any of that shit. Mind your business. Let the universe do its job. We don't like that part anyway. Right. And if you are a planner and you do like the planning part, then do it enjoy. Plan, enjoy, but understand this. Your plan is going to be thrown out. So only be a planner if you love planning because the universe is not going to use your plan. So only do the plan if you really like planning because you just get joy out of planning. 
if you want to control it, like it'd be like, you know, a lot of times Amazon, they drive and they drop off the package. But like, if you just give it over to the universe, it'd be like telling them to send it with a drone right now. You know, like, you're just like, I'm gonna let go. Like, who's to say that what's the fastest way for it to get to me? And the universe always does it bigger, better and faster every damn time. Totally. I think it's because we trust them. They like it. They're like, I'm gonna show you something cool. (laughs) I'm gonna show it. I'm gonna show you awesome. Yeah, they show off. Yeah. 100%. And then the final part, and this is the part that I left out for many years because too many people were like, just allow it and receive. Nope. Bullshit. You got to take action. So you're going to start getting downloads. You're going to start getting ideas. You're going to start getting gut pulls. You're going to start getting attractions. You have to answer them. But here's the kick. Those pulls and ideas and attractions are probably going to have nothing to do with the thing you asked for. So like if you've asked for a house, your pull is probably not going to be to a real estate agent because you probably are scared shit to go see real estate. So you're probably going to get a pull to go have pizza with Jenny. Go. Because Jenny probably heard about a house that's on the market that is much cheaper than what you want to pay. But her brother's selling it. So you probably don't even have to move from your fucking chair. He can just do everything from his home computer. Right. Bigger, better, faster. Totally. Follow your gut. Don't, oh, right. See, now I'm fucking channeling. Assumptions and judgments be gone. You got to lose those. It is the magical key. You cannot go with assumption. If you're a know-it-all, you're screwing yourself. (laughs) That is the biggest thing. Work on assumptions and judgments always. It is the fundamentals. I equate everything to soccer. If you can't dribble, you can't score. Assumptions and judgments are you dribbling. You always have to practice that. You always have to know how to dribble. It is the basics of everything. So you always have to do assumptions and judgments, no matter what. Work on them all the time. Because people that work around say, no, it's not like, no, no, I can't own that house. No, I don't have the money. Not right now. Okay. The universe says your wish is my command. Right. They're right. They're absolutely right. They cannot own that house. I love to always find all the evidence for like where things have just blown my mind. Like yep. somebody makes a million dollars in a day or something like that. You know, think of those things like, or somebody I was just writes a book you. in a weekend, you know, anything right. that can blow your mind. I was just going to tell you, however, if you're crazy enough to go to Hawaii with no money, with no money, you're sitting at home and you say to your best friend, I don't have any money. I'm actually in debt, but I'm going to take you to Hawaii, pay for everything. And come back with more money than I've ever had and more clients. And then you do that. But when you're in Hawaii, you say to everybody, I'm going to become a Hawaii commuter. And the group that you're in front of laughs kind of, but then says, okay. And then starts saying it to everybody. And then you go to Hawaii nine times in the first year. Wow. Back and forth. True story. And now I just go back and forth. Oh, and I kind of have a girlfriend out there now. (laughs) That happened too. <laughs> the universe kind of just threw that in too. Yeah. It makes it worth it. <laughs> it happens. So bigger, better, and faster. If you allow. Assumptions and judgments. Got to work on that. So creation is really those four parts. And if you're constantly dribbling the ball with the assumptions and judgments, you're Gucci. Like you're always going to create. That's the key. You'll always create what you ask for every time. Yeah. It's amazing when I think about things like that I want. And then I'm like, 
how come that's not coming? And, and it's like, okay, it's the assumptions and judgments that I've got around how fast it has to come or what it has to look like and blah, blah, blah. Every so time. That's a good so, point. so if you're not getting it, go back and listen to yourself. Say, like, have an honest conversation and an honest one, right? So, like, say to yourself, why am I not getting this? And then answer yourself, but not in a love and light way. And, again, this is not – I'm not down – I have so many love and light people. I mean, you're in my life. So I have so many love and light people in my life, right? I love y'all. I do. So I'm not, I ne- I'm not really dissing love and light people. But when I say answer it in an honest way, I really mean, like, get real. I, I was with a friend yesterday, and she said she was upset about something. She's like, Jim, I really want you to work me through this. So I was like, all right, cool. She said, somebody said something to me, and it's just not rubbing me the right way. And I said, okay, you know, what did you feel? And I said, before you answer, do not give me some PC, because you can be really PC. I'm like, do not give me some PC, ashrami kind of love and like bullshit answer. And she was like, I just felt like that was some fucking bullshit. And I was like, yes, that's what I want. Because when you go there, we can, and she was like, I felt like I am fucking educated. I am an educated fucking black woman who does not need that fucking bullshit. And she went in. <laughs> and when she went in, though, I was like, now who said that to you first? And she was like, well, when I was a kid, I hated that thing. And I said, there we are. Now, yep. what was the lie? And she said the lie. And I was like, now, what's the truth? But we can't get to the lie and the truth unless you get really angry. Allow yourself that space to get angry, right? Hear yourself, but then get out of it. That's the key. You got to get out of it, right? Mm-hmm. So you can, my, my girl always calls me. She says, you Tony Soprano. I say, yeah, I Tony Soprano, but then I get the fuck out of it. Mm-hmm. But in Tony Soprano, when I hear myself, I go, oh, without judgment, I'm like, yo, this is some bullshit, blah, 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 blah. But then I go, I would prefer, and then I create, right? So I'm like, this fucking cab is disgusting. In my head, I don't say it to the cab driver. This fucking cab is disgusting. I don't, I'm not living in this shit. Blah, 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 blah. I would prefer a much nicer camera from now on creation. Right. Yeah. So I love like it. that. So you got to get true with yourself and real with yourself. And that's why so many times in the past I've heard people say, don't get angry. Go to a beautiful place. Go to a light. But I'm not saying don't do that. But you also got to get real with your feelings and get them to the surface too. You know what I mean? Like that, right, I right, right. How the fuck we got onto this <clears throat> Well, well, what I see is that, you know, when you get angry like that or you start moving the energy, the layers start to peel and then right. you get to the core and then you can like pull it out by the roots and just exactly. say, okay, no more. I learned that when I was a kid. And I never wanted to believe that and I'm not going to. Right. And also it's part of creation. Like that's right. the thing with creation. If you watch any of these magical shows, right? Once upon a time, there's so many of them on now. I don't even know if you've seen, have you seen Lock and Key? Oh my God, that shit is dope. You need to see that. I need, all right, I'm gonna write that down. Yo, and also, um, there's another one, uh, Electric Dreams. That's another one that's Electric really good. Dreams. All, Electric Dreams is mind bending. Like, they, let me tell you something. I just gotta say, like Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, keep doing what the fuck they're doing because they're putting <laughs> some crazy bullshit out there. But like, if you see any of these shows, whenever they're doing creation, anything, whether it's dark or light magic, Charms is another one. The new Charms that's out there. Creation, it's this passion, they, uh, uh, right? They, they like, they put passion. They're not like, so <laughs> they don't speak like mousy. No. They put something into that. So if you're afraid to get angry, and I'm not saying it's anger, but if you're afraid of any of your emotions, mm. no bueno. Yeah, you got big problems. 
you got to be okay with all of that. So yeah, what you're talking about when you get that anger and you let those layers release, what comes in is your truth. So I see as a golden light that fills the whole body. And then you're like, oh, this is what I've always wanted. This is the energy I wanted to have, the vibration that I wanted to have that is a match. So cool. Right. And empaths, like for empaths, empaths are right now, they're crying out. They're like, what the hell's going on? Right. It's tough. Because they feel the shift. They feel this ascension happening. Rightfully so. It's massive. Empaths have to understand Empaths are some of the most powerful motherfuckers on this planet. You got this energy coursing through you. Learn to transmute that shit. Yep. You can change this world. We can change this world. You just have to learn to bring it in, change it around, and bless it. Instead of of pulling it in, whatever's in there, blast that shit out from your heart. The heart field is the biggest field on the body. Right. Totally. Bigger than the mind. We all thought it was the mind. This is the mind. Yeah. The heart is the mind. Start using it to create. Totally This is what creates, not this. We only use this to feel. This is the tool that helps us to feel, which is what creates. That's what we have to start doing is using this. What I love is that the heart is never going to lie to you, but the brain will. Absolutely. The brain is the motherfucking biggest liar on the planet. The brain can tell you anything. The brain can make you believe anything. I mean, just look at these narcissists walking around. Right. Yeah. The brain can make you believe anything, which is great too, because you can convince yourself of things that you were lied to as a kid. So use your brain to get you out of the things that you were duped into believing. Mm. This whole system that we're living, mm-hmm. which was a damn lie in the first place. So much is crumbling down. I'm so glad you said that beautiful. about the empaths. Fucking yeah, it's beautiful. it's it's has it uh, like from a personal note, like. For me, it's been super rough. Like at times, I feel like I'm like on this massive roller coaster where there's these highs and then these lows, um, yeah. where I can feel it in my body. And there's these shifts on the planet. Literally, the the Schumann resonance is changing. Have you seen it? It's, it's the vibration on the planet is just like having major spikes. Like yesterday, I was sitting about to have my breakfast. Actually, took a few bites of my breakfast and then got these waves of nauseous. It's like I was gonna throw it all up. Like, and I was like. Yeah, oh, is that so the nausea that's happening. I've been with yeah. nauseous. I just was like, I just thought that I it's, it's the frequency. Yeah, spikes like the spikes are coming. So I was like, I sat there for a second and I held like my energy, and then all of a sudden oh. it just passed like in a wave. Oh my gosh, the the sound just went awesome. Yeah, it did. Yeah, um, it's like they don't want us to hear about it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, so other than that, like I've also known a lot of like, or I've seen a lot. Uh, well, I should. See and know is so hard because it's like the same thing. There's no difference. There's no difference. (laughs) Right, right, right. Just just for all y'all out there, whether we say see or whether we say no, we mean the same damn thing. Yeah, it's real um, to us. Anyway, so it's coming up and like it's it's like the the pictures or the energy that I've been like trying to get to. I've been moving all this other stuff that I'm getting to these like core pictures and I feel like I'm bouncing off of them and I'm being like, wah, and I'm getting like angry. And then I'm like, oh, that's just this, you know, because that's not our normal state. Like you're saying, like, you know, flip out of it. And so I flip out of it and I look, I turn, I like look at myself. Am I I'm freezing this? It is. It is messing with us. Again, eh? it is, it is messing with Holy fuck. Again. <laughs> All right, I'm going to ground that shit. Hang on. Woo! <laughs> so, yeah, so I'm getting angry and then it's... We're deep in the woo. I know. It says your internet connection is unstable. I think it just can't handle what this is, what we're doing. Um, I agree because this happens. This happens at times. Yeah, I'm totally. I'm having these conversations. 
I had to redo my um, Your Energy series twice um, because I had videos that had unexplained stuff happening in them. Anyway, what I'm... I'm a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, my point is, is that like, so like I, I, when I get that anger, I'm like, that is obviously just old energy. Like that's not my true state. Like it's, it's coming out so vividly so that I can handle it. So anyway, so yeah. And and what's going on right now also is like our shadow sides are showing up to show us what to work on, what to deal with, what to like, they're supposed to be showing up like who I am having battles with my shadow side. Yeah. Just because we've been doing this for a long time. It's good. And to say this to everybody who's watching, listening to this, watching and or listening to this, this is not, it's not exclusive to us. This is actually happening planetary. This is happening to the entire planet. It might be happening to people on a smaller scale. It might be happening slower, but it is a planetary shift. So it is as important to everybody as it is to us. This is not an exclusive conversation. It's a planetary ascension. The entire planet is actually moving up on its axis. It is, it's a physical ascension. So we're literally physically moving up, which is why we feel it physically as well as energetically. So we have no choice but to ascend. We have no choice. That's why everybody's feeling it. Regardless of whether they want to ascend or not, everybody's feeling the shifts. It's going to happen. So it's like, you can say you don't want to. Okay. You're just going to have a rougher time. It's time. Yeah. Yeah you know, these systems must change. And what people are learning now that we've been home is things like nine to five. Oh, guess what we didn't need. (laughs) Hey, look at that. Right. Here we are doing a podcast. What time is it? Who knows? (laughs) I don't even know what day, you know, and so you said it's hard for you. Like for me, actually, it's not so difficult because about 10 years ago, I think this is happening in 10 year increments. 10 years ago, I had a massive shift. It was about 2009. My entire life went upside down. Started in 2006. I was Mm. upstate, divorced my wife, my ex-wife. My son was finishing school up there. I moved back here a month or so before. Then he moved back here to Brooklyn. I was in a job. And then I think it was like a year later, I left that job started to do this work full time. And that's when everything really shifted. But I really went to, I'm not working for anybody else anymore. So I did this shift about 10 years ago. And that's when I learned of the Ascension. That was the prelude to 2012, which is when the Ascension really kind of took hold. So I was kind of privy to the first wave a little bit. So this isn't such a shock to my system because right, right. I was a bit of a first waiver, I think. Like I wasn't like the way, way originals who knew back in like the 80s, people that knew back in the 80s. I knew of it, but I was definitely not ready back when I read Celestian Prophecy. They knew this, I'm that new way, 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 way back. I knew of it, the first wave of like the 2012 Mayan calendar, all that stuff, I knew back then. So this isn't like a massive shock to me now. So what I'm getting into now was things like light languages and code and the, um, the sacred geometry, quantum physics, stuff like that, which is like, I'm literally 
taking a course starting tonight to learn light language, like um, which is mind fucking me. It's crazy. <laughs> light language is like so crop circles. You know crop circles, right? Everybody yeah, yeah, knows yeah. Crop circles, and basically what crop circles are is like these geometry. I'm not gonna do this justice, but they're like these symbols that somehow mysteriously show up in fields that nobody can explain how they showed up. But after like extensive studies have been found to be code and I've been researching them. And basically what they're saying is that when you look at these, your subconscious ingests these codes and you get all these like healing things just by looking at the codes in one shot. So if you're flying over and you look, you get the code. Look at me. My hair stand every time I fucking say this. This is why I'm like, oh, my God. It's so, oh, like, how can you not drink this stuff in? It's crazy, <laughs> right? Okay, so then what happens is, all right, so I'm facing my shadow side. I'm, I'm, I'm deciding how much to disclose about what, something that's going on personal for me. But I'm facing my shadow side. You and I need to have Zoom drinks one day because <laughs> totally. there's some craziness going on in my life. But I'm facing my shadow side in a really crazy ass way right now. And I'm seeing some things that are way beyond what I ever thought existed in and out of this world. Honestly, if you would have told me this stuff, I would have been like, no way. And only because I've seen it am I like, oh, damn, there's a lot more. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so <laughs> in facing this, I'm like, I needed answers. A lot of it has to do with my girlfriend. So I was like, all right, I need answers. So she's part of this group, this intention group. So one of the people in her intention group suggested that she see this practitioner. So she was like kind of procrastinating, a little nervous about it. So, you know, love makes you do crazy things. So I hit the practitioner up and I was like, can I get a reading from you? And I said, it's mainly to do with my girlfriend. I do the work. I was very full disclosure. Like I, I was very transparent. I was like, I do the work you do, but I've hit a place where I don't know what to do about this situation. So I get on with her. She says, I think it'll be easy if we just get on the phone. So we get on the phone. I love this woman from Jump, Scoop of Truth like me. She was like like raw and just direct. And she was like, okay, here's the deal. I'm, I'm channeling that I'm supposed to work directly with you. And you're supposed to learn these light languages, like how to speak light language. And then you're supposed to help her. I'm like, sounds good. So then she starts speaking this light language and it sounds really ancient. Sounds the most to me the way like an Asian language would sound. Like when I've heard people speak Mandarin or Chinese or any of those dialects, like it sounds like that, but it sounds also the way like a shamanic language would sound. It also, I've heard people channel Pleiadian. I've heard people channel like alien language, which honestly I didn't believe in aliens at all until three weeks ago. Probably like a year and a half ago <laughs> when I've seen some shit that I can't unsee. Anyway, maybe that's a future episode. But <laughs> so I work with her. She activates me for this light language stuff. And I'm like, but I was going to things like not skeptical, but like it's got to feel real and true to me. Right. So she was like, you know, maybe you can do an event, blah, blah, whatever. And I'm like, okay, so. I put up a thing for an event. It didn't feel right. I took it back down. I told her she was like, cool. So then she was like, what about this? There's a course. I'm like, down. But what was weird was she was like, try to see if you can channel it. 
And I started to try to, and I was like, oh, fuck, some shit's coming out of my mouth. But I also have some issues with singing that go back to like being a kid and all this that I have resistance, so I have to work through. That's why the course is really good for me because I have to get past my shyness and all that stuff mm. when it comes to specifically <laughs> with music. So that's why I'm going to do Gemma, the course. Gemma, I, I know how shy you are. <laughs> I get crazy shy with music. Like, but yeah, you're not shy at all. <laughs> no, but I am actually. I'm, I'm painfully shy with certain things. When I know you, I'm not. When I'm comfortable or when I'm channeling, I'm not. Right, right. But when, when it comes to music, I've got a horrible block to the point where I got a nodule. Like it's like some Barbra Streisand, Shania Twain, I shut down my throat. So light language is you have to like channel something. Can you sing that, or something? It's not singing, but it's like something foreign coming out of my throat, which pokes wicked bears for me. Hmm. So I was like, and nothing came out. And I was like, nope. And it was, it was almost pain on my skin to do it. Like, I was like, oh, no, no, I can't. I can't. So I hit her up and I told her and then she sent me that. And I was like, okay. So it was like, I can feel the amount of fear that I have. So I got to work through this block. So I was like, let me just do it in a class because I know myself. If I do it in a class, I will force myself. It's just a better form for me. So that's what I'm doing. And also with the this is just weird. It's like with all the stuff that comes along with it, if I don't sit in a classroom, I'm not going to do it. Right. But I also feel the pull that I also know that I believe that there's something very much to this. There's something very real because I've done the light language and all you have to do is sit and receive the transmission. Like I've actually sat and watched the light language being transmitted and something happens to my body when I get a transmission. I cannot explain. Like, have you ever done, have you ever seen them or received one? They're um, I wouldn't powerful. know. Yeah. I wouldn't know if it was essentially what you're talking about, but. Um, I no, didn't... you definitely would. It's literally like somebody will sit there and they'll like, they'll say, okay, I'm going to give you a light language transmission. And then they'll start being like, eat and like literally start chanting to you. And sometimes they do. And I also notice my hands start to go and like light language can come through the hands. It can come through, but they will tell you they're giving you a transmission Hmm. and they start to channel the light language and it sounds very ancient. And then they sometimes use their hands. Sometimes they just sit and channel it. And it is to me, if it's done by somebody who's doing it authentically, it hits you. Everybody I've sent them to is like, whoa. So I'm like, how can I deny this? It's like real. So yeah, I want to learn it. But it's like that. So that's where I'm at right now is like, this is the new direction that we seem to be going in. And it is as out there and woo as I've ever gone. Right, right, somebody right. Who was like, somebody who didn't even want to embrace their gift. This is talking <laughs> about on a limb. <laughs> I know. Well, I feel, like, I feel like I've gotten so good at coming out of the closet that now, you know... <laughs> Right. You like, we came out of the closet gay and then, you know, with this shit, it's like, I know. And then you put your website out. That's like another level. And then you have like a lot of clients talking about you. That's a whole nother level. And then I just did this podcast. So I went through a little growth period there. Like, it's just like, what? Come on. Well, I got to go to another. I know like what the F actually, when I started the podcast, I did some downloads, you know, about why I should do the podcast or, you know, why was I what, what was it going to be about and all that? And one of them was, um, one of the things that they said who I was channeling was that it, there is light language that comes through me when I'm speaking through the podcast. 
So the there's tones. Well, it's so awesome that you said that because last night when I was watching somebody talk, she said light language comes in so many different ways. So yeah, I wasn't giving it justice because she said light language isn't just this. It's also people just speak and they write. So like you can just talk and inspire people and give light language. So yes, I meant the very specific, like the chanting one right. that are like okay. boom, boom, boom. But yes, you definitely do by just inspiring people and doing your podcast a hundred percent. Um, we probably should wrap it up soon, but, um, I was cool. wondering if you wanted to talk about any other coming out of the closet kind of, um, crazy shit, like you've had to say to somebody or like, for instance, for me coming out of the closet, I, I hated EFT emotional freedom technique. I thought it was so goofy. I thought it was stupid. I thought I didn't have any like purpose and like that it was a punk. Wait, you like, do that shit? Oh, I love it. Yeah. Oh my God. Talk to me about that, please. Because so EFT, I love that you just mentioned that. So, you know, what's really dope is how things are so synchronistic. That's what's crazy. First of all, what I love is how people go apart and then come back together at the perfect time. Those to me are the truest friends. It's like me and you, we could be like this, but we always come back around together. So it's like, you know, that's a friend because the timing is like impeccably perfect. But EFT, tapping has come in and out of my life, right? And I've always had this like, not opposition, but it's always perimeter. And recently, the woman that, turned me on to the light language has been pushing freaking EFT. Oh my God. Every time I turn around and I'm this like, would I'm be not, why like, I probably, EFT. yeah, that's why they told me that I do light code because I, that's all I've been doing for four years. Practically. Oh my God. She's such an EFT pusher. She's like a crack. <laughs> well, okay. I listen, I, I, I feel like I'm also like a crack pusher on EFT. Like <laughs> it and, is the it thing has to work. It does. It really does. And like when people say it doesn't work for them, I'm like, okay, I understand like you're not ready for it or Maybe it doesn't work for you because I don't know everything, but it's a physiological function that happens in the body. So like there's lots of science behind it. So I'll tell you that and that'll like totally make you game for it because it's super goofy. And that's no, why and I've done it. I know it works. Right. Okay. It yeah. immediately works. It does. It immediately works. So this is, so you'll love like what I see, what happens. Okay. So when you're tapping, first of all, a lot of people are checked out about their feelings, right? Like they walk around, like they're not really paying attention. Right. So the tapping gets them in their body so that they're like focused, you know, on the present moment. Most of us are in either in the future or in the past. So it gets us in the present moment where we can actually move energy, where we can actually figure out what we're thinking about calms us down so that we can get into that like uh, meditative state. But like a lot of people aren't really willing to go into the meditative state because there's a lot right. of shit in there. Right. So like it actually phys physiologically calms down the body. So it does that by, you know, when you tap, it, it's calming, right? You're touching the body. It's rhythmic. So for those reasons, it's, it, it helps with moving out the energy, but also it pushes the energy. So it's sort of like having somebody clear a traffic jam. Every time you tap, it's pushing the energy that might be stuck along those meridians. The other thing that happens, so this is like the brain, what happens in the brain. You there? Yeah. Okay. No, I'm listening intently. <laughs> yeah. No, here's why. Because when I do it, it's, it's not that I don't believe in it. I fully believe in it. I don't think I know how to do it. So I am swallowing everything you're saying because I think that the reason I give up on it, and I bet you that this is why a lot of people do, is because when you pull it up on YouTube, they're like, just do this. Okay, good. You should be good. And it's like, no, I need you to tell me do this. This is why do this. This is why. Okay. Now they don't do it slow enough. So I'm right. like, yeah, cool. So, so this is what it, this is. I'm telling you, Jem, when I actually let this in and I learned the science, 
And then I went forward. I've done thousands of sessions. So I can, I'm really talking from a lot of experience. Plus I need I, a session. I'm going to get a session. With awesome. Let's do it. So, so anyway, so when we, when we tap there, so there's energy that's stored in the different meridians. So like, for instance, here and, and here is anger and frustration that, that you'd be releasing. Here's around control. Here's oh a lot God. of emotion. I need to be this all the time. <laughs> I'm in New York. We need to be walking around like this. <laughs> but you know, you know what's so interesting about energy is that like people do things um, without even realizing subconsciously. That they're, they're moving, yeah, we do the this all the we're all yeah. the time. We're like this. Yeah, yeah. Or the or there, like if we're in stressed out, we want to find our kids. And now we're fucked here. because we're told don't touch your face. Yeah. I know. In one of the podcasts, I was like, um, uh, yeah, so wash your hands and don't touch it. You're like, so get your Purell out because we're doing tapping. (laughs) Yeah. So, so there's this spot right here is super magical. Um, yeah. So this spot, this is what's crazy. As a little kid, I was obsessed with here and here. These were my two soothe spots. Like anytime I was stressed out, I was like this in school. That's really interesting. This one, um, so this obviously from here. So this one would be connected to here. And then there's also, I do one here. So it's right in between. Um, but this one's super magical because it brings the mind and the body uh, together. And that's when you can rewrite code. So the next thing I can teach you is the next level of EFT, which is where you rewrite your DNA. <laughs> so you, it's so when super- the hell are you going to do a podcast on that? We do. We have po- like, so one of the first podcasts, um, but then we've had to hold off on some of the podcasts because of what's going on. So I don't want to move people through it too fast, but yeah, the, the codes are in there and the light language and the, all that that you're talking about. Amazing. Oh, this yeah. is so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so basically, so when you're tapping, there's different spots and they mean different things. Like your hand, this one um, moves out. The karate the tap spot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, moves out like the grief, the love, the heartbreak, any time that you've ever talked to yourself in a mean way, like it helps to move that energy out. I also incorporate this one, um, which is the thymus. So it's over the heart chakra, but it's not actually in regular tapping, but that's also going to help you release that like anything that you've said mean to yourself or people have said mean to you or like, you know, you took things the wrong way or you beat yourself up about stuff. I just had a great idea. I'm going to smack the hell out of this one day. (laughs) I had a great idea. So the podcast that we're going to do, we're going to have you on it. I love that. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, because this shit is amazing. It is. So we should have you on the one that we're going to have that we're going to do. Awesome. Shameless yeah, so- plug right there. <laughs> you can go right ahead and tell us about your podcast. No, but that we should have you on it. That would be amazing because this is like, I'm like this. I'm like at the edge of my seat. I want to learn this anyway. I, like I have to learn it because like one of the prerequisites for this class tonight, they're like, you have to do this tapping exercise. <laughs> well, was I- like, she sent us a video, EFT. Yeah. And then, and then the universe sent you the expert. <laughs> Who's like, have you ever done tapping? And I'm like, damn, like seriously, <laughs> double whammy. Yeah, well, so, so when I have to learn it, which is good. Like I want to be forced into, I'm the type of person that I need an assignment. If, I, if I'm given an assignment, I will do it. Like I'm that person. Well, what's interesting about me teaching you is that you and I have the woo and also you have the trust in me and I have the trust in you. So yeah. like when I, so sometimes I don't like saying that I do EFT because it's not exactly EFT because it, it is EFT. We're doing the spots. We do, I say the same things and all that, but I see the behind the scenes. I understand what's actually That's- happening energetically. So like what I was saying, when you tap, literally layers are coming out. And then when your body gets calm enough, 
and you move enough layers out, you can actually download your truth. So your truth starts to come in, but you first have to reprogram your DNA. So when your body's calm, then you talk to your DNA, you reprogram it, and then all of a sudden you, you expand huge, your truth comes in, fills in, and then you're that huge bubble. And then you have that orientation to the world. What happens to your brain is that it actually takes down the neural network. There we go. I hit the podcast. Yes. <laughs> the, the neural network actually gets taken down that ever had anything to do with like that belief or that experience. So the whole neural network in your brain gets taken down, a new one built. This. Yeah. And so that's how you have a new orientation to the world. And it really start you start to see the world differently. It's called your reticular yes. activating system. Shifts. I love this. Yeah. And then you become the energy. So you line up with everything in the world and you start I get to attract it. that. Yeah. I get it. I found this, I found this cell phone case that has one side of the brain that's all mathematical and one side of the brain that's all colors. And I'm like, that's my brain because there's one side of my brain that lives for that shit. Yeah. And then the other side just wants to finger paint. And that's like, why I, I love EFT love because it is, it is about. both. Yes. Um, it really yes. does. Um, you know, there's a, there's a mechanical form of it, you know, cause you're like, tapping and talking and saying nice things to yourself but then there's the woo side or the creative side which is like oh like what's my body like feeling so when you're tapping you can feel that weight of your shoulders being lifted and like your shoulders will like relax as soon as you start talking about like I felt let's see like uh I feel like I have to pay all these bills and then you're like even though I have to pay all these bills all of a sudden your shoulders are relaxed you're like oh I was carrying around the weight of the world on my shoulders yeah So that's really cool. The creative side is like you can get in tune with the body and where it's holding energy and like why and all that. So it's really helpful. I could see you starting a helium balloon and go up. I could see it. You're like, I could could see. Yeah, I could see. But I was in a helium. (laughs) No, you saw in a helium balloon. I can start. I can now see when channelers. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So I I just did a podcast. Yeah, with somebody, and she was like, "Wow, you're going in and out of channeling." I can see you. <laughs> it's so weird when I can start seeing it. That's Last so night, cool. the woman I was watching, she's like, <laughs> I said, oh, she looks like a full alien. Look at that. So the interesting thing is, is that when your nervous system calms down, a lot of people do cry, but you're going to also, when you do tapping, you're going to do a lot of yawning because it's a lot of um, unconscious energy leaving. So you just yawn. Yeah, you, know, you got a yawn coming on, right? And see, that's what I'm saying. I like, I, can I can't even hear the word yawn. Well, every time you yawn, your body expands, um, which is, <laughs> so anyways, cool. I'm glad you're into um, EFT or being forced into EFT because no, it's dope. I'm it's such dope. a pusher. <laughs> no, I love it. This is, this is amazing. Like this is, this is good shit. Like I'm psyched. Cool. I'm so um, cool. So this. why don't you, why don't you tell everybody where we can find you? Oh yeah. Definitely my website, uh, GemmaInspires.com. That's G E M M A inspires i-n-s-p-i-r-e-s.com instagram i'm gemma underscore inspires there's also questions to the universe.com and that's i'm actually going to give a free uh webinar kind of zoominar thing uh coming up so they definitely want to check that out because that's going to be in the next couple weeks that's on your facebook right yeah it's either uh it's better to go to my website gemmainspires.com or questions to the universe.com Either one of those, you can get it there. And the podcast, I'll put the information. My website is probably the best place to go for everything. Yeah. Gemmainspires.com. Totally. So, and Facebook, my Facebook page is Gemma Inspires. Awesome. So they can, anywhere there, they can find me. Thank you, Gemma, for being on. This was a lot of fun. Thank you. It was totally dope. <laughs> <laughs>
All content provided by Amy Stark and her guests on the Ophelia Podcast website or other platforms, including text, images, audio, or other formats, were created for informational purposes only. Always seek the advice of a physician or qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Amy Stark is not a doctor or a therapist. 